Hi, Greg Perry, the Historic Preservationist. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 54. Um, we're continuing with the, uh, the last episode talking about terms, terms of tall clocks. This will be terms in describing the casework of, uh, of a London clock. And, you know, if it's the London clock, it's comprising all of the architectural uh, tricks and details that we, we all want to know about. We all want to know the names. So number one, the hood. And um, I like the term hood in America. The, uh, they came up with the term bonnet. I, I don't prefer that, but let's use the term hood for um, us aficionados. Number two, trunk or body. Number three, base. And remember, these type of tall clocks were called pinch waist. Look at the clock. Just imagine you have a huge hand and you pinch the center, the middle of the clock and you pinched its waist in. So uh, a pinch waist. Uh, number four, swan neck pediment. And it could be a broken arch. So if you had a, a rounded, just imagine a rounded top on a clock and you just cut something out and that, well, let's call that a broken arch. Uh, or you could have a flat top, but usually they weren't London clocks in a flat top. A five, an architectural pediment, which would be, you know, uh, burgeoning into the, uh, the, uh, you know, the more neoclassical times. And, and here in America, we would call it the federal. God knows why we called it federal. Uh, six, blind fretting. Blind fretting, um, don't forget, blind fretting was carved into the, the, the solid timber, but it was not used to uh, enhance the, the tonality of the bell or the strike because it's blind, it's not pierced through. So if it's pierced through, then this fretting is added, generally speaking. You, you almost carve or saw out with the jeweler's saw a fret and apply it to an opening or hole with a meshed fabric behind it, usually in a red form, burgundy. Number seven, pillar caps and bases. Number eight, fluted pillar with double reeded bases. Number nine, a plain pillar. Number 10, the hood door. Number 11, and yes, the eagle originated in England and eagle finial was very standard by the time we hit the mid 18th century in England. Number 12, usually on ends, sometimes all three, spire finials. Uh, number 14, top of trunk moldings. Number 15, dental moldings applied in various places through the case. Number 16, the mid or trunk door. Number 17, throughout the 18th century, an extensive use of cross banding. It could be a, a, a mahogany clock with oak inlay cross banding. Number 18, the one of the tricks that you could really sex up your clock um, for your soirees or parties, a lenticle glass to see that pendulum going back and forth. Isn't that exciting? You would have itinerant, pe itinerant people coming into your house and if you had five tall clocks, they'd probably stay there for several weeks and cut holes in your trunk door and put a lenticle glass in. Number 19, fluted quarter columns. Number 20, pedestal for quarter columns. Number 21, a base panel 
And here in America, we came up with the idea of calling it a turtle. So isn't that interesting? Number 22, a canted corner. Number 23, OG bracket feet. Number 24, plain bracket feet. Number 25, string or string inlay, which is not string at all, which is uh, veneer cut down to appropriate size and, and inlet. Number 26, a shell inlay. Number 27, a fan inlay. And 28, escutcheons or plates. The escutcheon had two purposes, a decorative piece that would draw your eye to the keyholes, whether it be on the hood door or the mid door, and it would prevent you from uh, possibly having a little too much Madeira at times for missing the keyhole with your key and scratching the, uh, the timber or the finish on the timber. And lastly, the seat board, the piece of timber that holds and secures your movement to the case. And just remember back in the day, the movement was never, the seat board was never secured to the timber uprights inside of the case sides. That's something some idiots have done uh, in, in the last hundred years, primarily in America, not in Britain. So, Greg Perry, the Historic Preservationist, signing out. Thanks for listening.